What's up, everybody? It's your host, Father E, with another episode of Church Flirt. And uh, today we have, uh, I don't know how to even do this. What? I want to say a special guest. I mean, it's just a guest, but, you know, it's my boy, you know, so. Not special. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, today, um, once again, we're just going to chop it up, you know. I guess it's going to be an extension of King Talk, in a sense. Uh, but we have uh, fellow kings here, you know. We have my boy, Johnny Applegate. And we also have, once again, Jay Cole. And, uh, you know, once again, we're just going to have them introduce themselves, you know, talk a little bit, um, you know, and I think today's focus, like what I really wanted to talk about was uh, something that um, you said to me that kind of resonated was that, you know, you got you have a story to tell, you know, so that's kind of what I wanted to focus on. But, of course, you know, like every episode, we don't know what we're doing here, so we're just going to chop it up and, uh, you know, yeah, go with the flow. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce uh, Mr. Applegate. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Father E. Uh, thanks for having me on, uh, J. Cole. And uh, well, honestly, I'm a little bit nervous. It's my first podcast. That's fine. So, that's fine. Um, bear with me, guys. All right. Uh, we're going to let Father E drive the car today. I'm just, I'm just here for the ride. You All know, right. All you right. Know, here to point out some scenery You know, when I see it. So, All right. Well, here, um, here we go. It's 7 o'clock. Ooh. Where is Usher? Oh. Oh. Oh, my gosh. You might be too young for this. Oh. I don't know. I'm asking. I'm asking. Uh, it's 7, seven o'clock. o'clock. Where is Usher? Drop top. There you go. There you go. Seven o'clock in my drop. All right. Anyway. All right. Uh, let's let's dive in because you know you're a fellow king. You know, so just uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself. You know. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So um uh like Father E said I'm a uh, Johnny Applegate aka uh, PJ. We're trying to trying to go by here now. Um, as we you know we got too many Pastor Johnnies running around here. This Pastor is, Jonathan's running true. around here. Um. Wow, where do I begin, guys? So, um, I'm the youth coordinator here at okay. Fountain, um, but th- that's just the title. Um, I guess that's the easiest way to find me, guys. So, okay. <laughs> you right. need to <laughs> need to find me. That's that's how you would identify me, I guess. Um, I don't know, man. I'm from Trenton. I'm from the city. Um, I grew up here. I've always kind of felt a calling towards the city, and um, God is just, I guess we'll get into it, but God um, kind of opened up some doors that allowed me to be here with Pastor Johnny and you guys, and um, it's been a ride, bro, so, okay. yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited, nice, excited nice. to share it with you guys. Bless, bless. So, you know, King Talk, Church Flirt, you know, we always got to ask, you know, the hard-hitting questions, so what's the, what's the dating situation? You know, we dive right in. Yeah, we dive right in. Oh, right in. <laughs> Part on. left turn. Yeah, we do. Hold on, we do right in there. Uh, whoa, we didn't even we didn't even ease our way in there. No, huh? sir. <laughs> Nothing but straight gas. You said I'm driving, so you know. Yeah, father, he's on the gas pretty hard today, guys. Um, so relationship status. I mean, I'm I'm single. Um, are you single or are you single-ish? I'm single-ish. Okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think. I, would, I wouldn't say it's like nothing. I mean, I'm interested in someone, but mm-hmm. it, I wouldn't say it's anything like nothing too serious right now. You know, okay. just in the, the baby stages. So, okay. Um, okay. yeah. But I'm I'm, I'm single. I guess. All right. Yeah. Hey, yeah, there it. we go. Just taking so. it. You know, taking taking it. Not trying to put any pressure on Listen, it. You know yeah, I mean? one step at a time. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. So, um, um, I had a whole bunch of questions, and now I'm here. I don't I don't remember anything. We're blanking on them. Blanking. What, what about you guys, though? Come on. I, I mean, I heard a little bit listen, from the last podcast. Listen, so. everybody know my story, you know. So, you know, this is your boy, Father E, you know, grew up in upstate New York, you know. <laughs> and uh, now I'm in Trenton, you know, single for... I'm looking, I'm looking at my watch like, oh, <laughs> no, I've been single for a while, you know, but it's... Uh, How long's a while, Father E? Listen, now you get too personal. No, I'm kidding. Hard-hitting <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, questions. I want to say it's almost been like, what, six, seven years I've been okay. single? You know? right. 
So I can't even say I'm single-ish. No, I'm just – it's not that I'm saying I wasn't looking, you know, but you get to a point where, you know, it's – you just wait for what God has for you, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, that's the main thing. So I'm just waiting for what God has for me. I know it's going to be beautiful when it's all in his timing. So, yeah. So what about, what about you, J. Cole? Yeah. As you all know, born and raised in Jersey, uh, single, just chilling. Yeah. Not putting pressure on anything. Yeah, but I think that's the, the biggest thing right there is not, not putting the pressure. Right, right. Because um, – I'm not gonna lie, bro. I start I'm like getting older. You know mm. what I mean? Like, right, hold on. Let's tell people how how old are you? So I'm 25. 25, man. Oh, man. you yeah, young, bro. bro. I right, see so you guys say that. You guys listen, say that. Bro, say listen. That. My birthday was on Sunday, uh, May 22nd. Happy belated. Thank yeah, you. Thank happy belated. You know, happy belated. I'm, I'm just looking for the applause now. <laughs> but um, send gifts to 500 Smith Street. <laughs> yeah, <I'm dead. laughs> Father E. <laughs> but for real though. But um, nah. I just hit 31, and uh, I feel so old. Mm. But like at the same time, like. I don't feel old because I just still, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I don't want to say I'm immature, like, I'm mature, but, like, yeah. I just feel old, you know? Like, at the same time, I still feel young. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still could pull off some of them dance moves, you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Got to stretch now, you know, that's the thing, so. Uh-oh. Yeah, but, I want to pull that back out. Oh, yeah. no, but, no, bro, that's, that's what it is. It's, like, pressure, and then, like, the older, you know, as we get older and, like, it's only natural. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. we compare ourselves to, like, our friends, you mm-hmm. know, and our peers, mm-hmm. and we're like, hey, you know, this... For example, so my best friend, he's um he's married, dude. He's mm-hmm. in the Air Force. Uh, he's in Hawaii, dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a kid. Like okay. and it's like, wow. Like and I'm right, looking right. at and he's been married. I think they just celebrated their fifth anniversary, bro. Okay. And I'm okay. like, like that's it's literally awesome. And I'm like, God, but come on, like, right. what's going on, right? right? right. What's up with your well, boy? How, how old is your friend? How old is he? <laughs> he's um he's married, so he's 25, 25. too. Yeah, yeah, he's 25 too, yeah. bro. Man, so it's like, am I behind schedule or you yeah, know? Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. like I said, everything in God's timing. That's that's the beautiful that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. Like in your single season, you know, and this is just me preaching a little bit, but in your single season, just really dive into what God has for you, because mm-hmm. you know, I'm telling you, I'm just looking back, even this, just even the birth of this podcast, like this was born in the uh, season of singleness, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm looking back to my journal and I'm just seeing progress. I'm seeing dreams that I wrote about that are coming to fruition and it's Come on. it's beautiful, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like what I was saying. Like today I want to talk about, you know, stories. So like you were saying everybody got a story to tell. Like I want I want you to tell your story in a sense. Like if you mm-hmm. your testimony in a sense. Like mm-hmm. what brought you like let's dive in a little bit. What brought okay. you here to Trenton and what brought you to Fountain, you know? Oof. And uh, right, you know, but only tell what you want to tell, you know, if you you know, <laughs> feel comfortable. But All yeah, right. man, just really all right. Um, I mean, yeah, bro. Like you said, it's it's part of our story, dude. And and I tell the kids every every Wednesday night, bro. Like I wouldn't be up here. I wouldn't be able to preach to you. I wouldn't have anything to talk to you about if if you know I didn't grow up the way I did. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, let's get into it, guys. We haven't really. I mean, dude, we've been going to church for what like three years together three years, now, right? bro. Yeah, and know, like right? we've never sat down and like we don't know each other's right, stories, right, bro. Right. So like. I mean, shout out this podcast that's mm-hmm, it's, it's mm-hmm. building bonds, you right. know, so shout out you guys too, you know, young kings over here. Um, but seriously, on a serious note, um, where should I start, man? So I, uh, I was born in Florida. Uh, my parents moved here when I was maybe four or five. Uh, they moved to Trenton, dude. So like a lot of my early childhood growing up, um, be honest, my parents were addicted to drugs, dude, both of them. Um, my mom and my dad addicted to alcohol. Um, I have three sisters. Um, one little one, two older. Um, so just growing up, dude, I've seen a lot of, like, my youngest memories are just, like, um, you know, like, my dad uh, abusing my mom 
you know, at a, you know, just a very young age. I remember seeing that. And, you know, he was just a very, like, violent person, man. And we grew up in Trenton, dude. And, like, um, and I think this is, like, I used to hate my story in, like, the way. Ooh, sorry, I got something in my throat. <laughs> I'm not crying, guys, I promise. <laughs> Um, I used to have, like, I used to, like, hate my story, bro, and, like, um, I'm like, ah, oh, why'd I have to, you know, be born into this family? Like, this sucks. I can't be born into, like, a rich family, bro. So, like, all throughout my childhood, man, like, the lights getting cut off, like, um, dude, I remember, like, we used to keep warm in the winter. Um, so, like, my parents used to just, like, disappear for days at a time, and, like, my oldest sister, she was maybe 14 at the time. She used to, like, kind of look after us, but, like, she was going through her own thing, so, like, um, we would turn the stove on in the summer, in the winter, dude, mm-hmm. and just like leave it open so we'd have heat in the house. Mm-hmm. And like it was just, it wasn't an easy time growing up. Um, one day, bro, like uh, I was maybe nine years old. Nobody came to pick my little sister up from school, and I'm like, like, like frantically, like, dude, like, where's she at? Where's she at? And so I run back to our elementary school, and they're putting her on a uh, like a bus, or they're putting her in a van to like go to like Dyfus, like the social workers, because mm-hmm. no one ever came to pick her up, and they can't get a hold of her parents. Mm-hmm. So like I just come and like rescue her, and by that point we haven't seen our parents for a couple weeks. And um, I went to my grand, like um, my grandma, like we went home. I went and got my sister. We went home, and I'm just like, dude, like. I'm only nine years old, but I knew something was wrong. You know, I'm like, dude, like, you, there's no way like kids like grow up this way. You know what I mean? Like, there's something wrong. So, um, I moved in with my grandma. Um, me and my little sister moved in with our grandma. It wasn't great, bro. Um, I, I didn't have like a like an awesome childhood, bro. My parent, my grandparents were like old, and I'm like, why don't you want to do anything fun? Like, and then they were like mean sometimes, and like. I don't know, bro. It just wasn't a great time, and I just wanted to be back, you know, with my parents. Um, they were still kind of going through their own thing, but, dude, like, throughout the whole time, even as a kid, like, the, the thing that kept me the most, bro, is, is God, mm. bro. And as a, as a child, like, as a young boy, bro, like, him, him just sustaining me and me looking back on that right now, it's like I can only think, like, I can only think that the relationship that we have was built back when I was a child, you know, mm-hmm. back, back when he would comfort me, you know, when I was a kid, you know, just want my parents and, and, and that sort of thing, man. So, um... It was just amazing, bro, that even as a child, like, my parents were into whatever they were into, but when they were good, um, they did bring us, you know, introduce us to the Lord, bro, so I'm mm-hmm. very thankful for that. Um, so I had that foundation, and as a kid, I just remember praying a prayer, like, God, you know, help my mom, you know, help my dad. Um, so I just kind of dealt with that growing up, um, and then I kind of moved back to Trenton, bro, and um, I don't know, man, I just kind of felt a calling. I went to middle school and high school here, and um, I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Um, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia with my sister, bro, just trying to run away from God. I wasn't talk to him, talking to him at all after I graduated high school. Like, wanted nothing to do with him because my like my father passed away um, a year after I graduated. He died of, um, and like, just kind of, he was caught up in his addiction, and he just kind of, it just wasn't a great thing for him, and he was just kind of on the streets, and um, he was homeless for a little bit, bro, and I just dealt with that, you know, in high school and not having a dad growing up, and that's that's really tough, bro, and I think that's what um, allows us to, like, you know, like, I'm really able to relate to the kids through that way, too, bro, because they didn't have a dad growing up, man, so it's right. just, like, amazing the way God's able to take literally what the enemy meant for evil mm. and turn it for his good, bro, yeah, and, and that's just amazing, so I dealt with that, my dad dying, bro, and I just got... I was really into the party scene, bro, like, really into chasing girls and, like, mm-hmm. drinking, and um, I didn't do any hard drugs, bro, but I, like, smoked, like, a lot of weed mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. drank a lot, and, like, I was just super into party, and I didn't want anything to do with God, and I just ran away, dude. I ran to Atlanta, and I lost everything in Atlanta, bro. I, brand, I bought a brand-new car before I left, and I lost that. You know, I got kicked out of school mm-hmm. um, down there. I got, you know, dude, I, like, I didn't have a job. Dude. I was literally sleeping on my sister's floor at one point, and I'm just, mm-hmm. like... 
I gotta try something else. Like there's mm -hmm. gotta be something, bro. And I just always had that foundation and God's like, you know what, why don't you just try a church, bro? So he introduced me to this church, man. And um, they were super into like evangelical, like going out and like preaching and like just, just preaching the word, bro. And they were very Holy Spirit filled, but it was mm -hmm. like an evangelical church and it was down South. And like, I'll just always remember this pastor had like this gift for prophecy, bro. And he mm -hmm. would stand up on the, I just remember how filled he was with the spirit and the church wasn't big at all, man, but he would just stand up there and, and when people would come in, like my sister came in and he mentioned, she's an Atlanta cop and he mentioned a specific incident that happened at her job from the pulpit. Mm. And it was amazing, bro. And I couldn't, I just couldn't believe it, bro. I couldn't wrap my mind around it. And um, mm. so one night I'm driving back from Atlanta um, in the, the city, cause we live right on the outskirts of it, dude. And um, I didn't know what I was gonna do with my life. And I just, just started going back to church and I'm just praying, I'm, I'm reading my Bible every day, right? And a couple days before that, I read um, Matthew 4, um, 418, where he's walking by the Sea of Galilee and he mm. calls the fishermen, you know, follow me. Mm. Um, mm. I'll make you fishers of men, bro. And that, that verse stuck out to me. And when it stuck out to me, I'm like, whoa, like it took me back. And um, I'm gonna wrap up because I feel like I'm talking so much. No, um, sorry guys, but um, he, Right, so like that, that like punched me in my face, bro. And I couldn't figure out why. And I'm like, what in the world? And like, I go to Atlanta, and dude, I haven't shared this with anybody, so I like don't want anybody to think I'm crazy or anything like that. I've only shared with like a couple people, but like, I'm on the way back, bro, and I'm just praying, and I'm like, God, like I need direction. Like I have no idea what I'm gonna do with my life. Like I'm, I'm starting to get older here. Like I just, I don't have anything. You know what I mean? Just like God, help me, give me a sign, bro. And it's like. It's weird, man, but it felt like he sat next to me in my car, bro. It was like his presence was there. Like he was there and I could reach over and touch him. And he yeah. just told me, I want you to spread my word. Mm. And bro, it was just like, I, I, I went home, bro. And I sat in my car for a while and I'm like, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, mm. dude, not me. Like, I, you don't know what I did, God. Like I, I messed up. You don't even know what I did tonight. Like, mm -hmm. dude, like I, I, I'm not worthy of this calling. Like, there's no way I can do it, dude. And I don't know, his, the spirit just kind of overtook me, bro. And I was just, <laughs> kind of speaking in tongues bro and it just that's it only ever happened to me like that was the first time ever bro and it just kind of I don't know that was just a real confirmation bro and ever since then it started a journey of I moved back from Atlanta and I, I had a place to live here and I didn't before and it was mm -hmm. like okay I'm, let me try to find an old church and I went here when I was in high school so I went to mm -hmm. Fountain of Life when I was in high school so I'm like okay cool let me go back to Fountain of Life and I'm there and I get introduced to Pastor Matt and uh we talk and he's like oh you should talk to Pastor Russ um and I talked to Pastor Russ and I sit down with him and I have a meeting. He's like, yo, guess what? I know you can't afford school, um, you know, like a, a full seminary theology school, but he's like, guess what? We have the school of ministry and it's a fraction of the cost and you'll still get credentialed and you'll still be able to preach. And I'm like, dude, like no way. So like I, I told him my story and he's like, oh, you're from Trenton? Oh, we, Pastor Johnny's down the hall. Um, I want you to meet with him. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what it was about, bro. No idea at all. And I went there and I just heard Pastor Johnny's heart for Trenton, bro, and mm -hmm. like how he just, he had a vision from God, bro, and I just believed in him, dude, and, and something just called me here, and I'm like, he's like, dude, do you want to help? We're opening up in a few months, and I'm like, wow. let's go. I'm like, I'm with it, bro. Whatever you need, bro, I'm with wow. it, and dude, like, the position that I'm in right now wasn't mm -hmm. even formed when right. I decided to, <laughs> to start, bro, mm -hmm. so, like, it's just, like, like, ever since that night, bro, and I'll, I'll never forget it, bro, ever since that night when, 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 bro, when he confirmed that to me, it just started a path, and no matter, and, like, there's so much more in between of me mm -hmm. running from him. And mm -hmm. when I got back to Jersey and me want nothing to do with him and I'm like, right. dude, I'm yeah. done. Like, <laughs> I, I can't do this, God. And I'm just, just this fearful dude and just his grace and his goodness, just always pursuing you, bro. Man. And it just, and, and just always pulling at your heart. Like, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. hey, come back, come back. You know, mm -hmm. he's like, there's this poem. Um, I want to send it to you because I know you're super into poetry, bro. Okay, but um, right, well, it's the, uh, the hound of heaven, bro. Mm -hmm. It's just like how God, he just, 
never ending, bro. He's like a hound dog, and he mm. just pursues you. And when you have that calling, bro, it doesn't matter. You can't run from it. And um, I'm going to stop here, but we're in Jonah okay. in a church right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bro, and it's just hitting right now hard, Ooh. man. So... Listen. Um, thanks for letting me share my testimony. Oh my guys. gosh! Listen, listen, and we're gonna end the podcast right there because <laughs> I'm gonna say, wow, that's ooh. bro. And there's so oh much God. more in between, man. So like, I don't, I don't want to nah, get no, that's, too deep into it. Listen, but bro, that was just the gist of it, man. That was that's wow. Thanks for letting me share, it, guys. I'm gonna I'm need a moment because that's, that's <laughs> listen. We've been going to this church for how long? Like three years, and I didn't know. I knew a little bit about your story, but I didn't know it was that serious. That's yeah, bro. Yeah, but man. that's that's a beautiful testimony, man. Yeah, is all it? I can do is thank God, bro. I'm telling you, man. And it, mm. what God can do, I'm telling bro, you. Bro, come on. When I look back, <laughs> overall, you brought me through. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Anyway, let me stop. Right. When I think of that, shout out to Pastor Johnny, because yeah, uh, <laughs> shout out to him. Bro. If you go to Trenton at all, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Trenton gang, you know, you bro, know. All, yeah, at, at the end of every worship, every we'll, sermon, we'll close out with that. Like, but when I think about the Lord, it's never planned, right? <laughs> but it's true, though. You know, when you think about how far God has brought us, and you know. Everyone's got their story, and, you know, that story could, you know, I'm sure it's helping somebody, you know, whoever's listening to this podcast. I'm sure it's, it's a blessing to somebody out there, and they can relate to, you know, your story. So, um, but, yeah. Thanks for letting me share, guys. Let no, me, I'm, can I hear a little bit about you guys? Like, yeah, man. You want J. Cole? What's up, J. Cole? You want to start out? your story. Man, come on. <laughs> Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was born and raised in a single-family home, so my mom brought me and my sister up as a single mom. My dad was somewhat in the picture, but he had separated my mom when she was pregnant with me. So to me, that was normal growing up. Mm. Was okay, spend time with dad, but always go back to mom. Mm. Grew up, got used to that. Just go to church on Sunday, Wednesday, any day of the week. Had my grandparents as kind of a second set of parents. Mm-hmm. When I hit probably fifth grade, my parents legally divorced, which in my eyes, I didn't see anything different other than it was signed piece of paper saying they were not married. Yeah. But probably about a year later, my dad said, okay, I want you to meet somebody that I'm getting married to. I'm like, cool, okay. So not only is he getting married, but she's got two grown children, so I'm gaining two step-siblings, okay, whatever. So kind of got used to that situation, had to deal with that, dealt with anger towards my dad for Lord only knows what reason over Mm. the years. Some of it for leaving my mom in a situation he did, but he ended up leaving his second wife. And me and him made some amends. Didn't have the perfect father-son relationship, but definitely grateful for everything we did make amends for. Fast forward to late 2020, my grandparents had started declining in their health and I lost both of them back to back 
16 days apart and my family dealt with that so mm. it's can't say I've recovered but I've learned how to deal with not having my grandparents especially my grandfather who was like my father growing up and then sorry the end of March this year the day before we went to visit Transformation I get a call that my father passed away and despite not being close to him it was like my world got turned upside down just because I had seen him a couple days before and I had so many regrets still of things I could have done should have done but I started going down a trail of God why didn't I get a little more time immediately like within 24 hours I'm getting answers of well it's not woe is me woe is me but God had his reason at the same time one thing God kept showing me was I wasn't going to deal with this season and my journey alone Mm. So, mm. <laughs> I'm not going to so go on a ramp, but mm. I told E the other night, one thing I have learned over the past couple weeks is when you're facing a trial or grief, God will sustain you. And mm. in this trial, I've heard it repeatedly, is... Your worship looks different when you're going through something like this. Mm. 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 So, I don't know who that's for. Mm. Maybe it's just for me, but. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's deep, man. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, J. Cole is probably one of the deepest and wisest men I know. Bro, and do you, do you know I picked that up on the last podcast, right? Because because J. Cole doesn't say too much, listen, but when he talks, I'm telling you, you better listen, listen because because he drops he drops some <laughs> knowledge, bro. Every he drops time. some bro, Every and it's time. so subtle. Like it's not like it's not like anything like like pro, like you got to use like big words right. or like profound. No, bro, he just talks to the heart, right. and it's like right. he got a gift, man. Ooh. He got a gift, bro. That wisdom, man. Ooh. Oh, but bro, your story. Man, um, that's a good. That Listen, hit, man. Yeah, that hit home. We could sit here and yeah. talk more. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to another time. What about you, Philly? Gosh, on. not my story. It's kind of, I ain't gonna lie, it's kind of boring. <laughs> kind uh, of boring. Never yeah. boring. It's never boring. Cool. Listen, so, uh, yeah, I was, you know, born in the Bronx, BX, you know. Mm. And then uh, we moved to upstate New York in a little town called Vestal slash Binghamton. Mm. Um, yeah, I lived there for almost about 20 something years. And then my parents moved to Jersey. I was there by myself a little bit, and then uh, I followed them to Jersey. And uh, I don't know, it's, my story isn't anything, you know, too crazy. You know, my parents always been together, but I've seen God move. I've seen God work. And if, if anything, where I am today, you know, is, is a testimony of God's faithfulness. Because uh, growing up, you know, I dealt with, uh, you know, racism. I dealt with, you know, it's crazy because, let's see, I mean, 
I was in New York, things, we were pretty well off, you know, things were okay. Um, things weren't perfect, you know, we had our struggles, you know, but God always took care of us, you know. I grew up, uh, we owned a farm, you know, we had animals and this and that. And then uh, we call my parents, they left and, you know, I was kind of there fending for myself and then dad finally sold all the animals and, you know, we were kind of cutting all ties and things like that. So we still have ties to upstate New York and we still have some issues there, you know, but it's, uh, I just, every, every situation, I guess my story is wherever God has placed me has been beneficial to help somebody, either my mm. family or someone else in need. Mm. So I remember uh, in upstate New York, I used to work at a U-Haul, right? Shout out to the U-Haul gang, you know? <laughs> but um, <Storage> working, <laughs> right? <laughs> working at a U-Haul allowed for me to uh, help my family move to Jersey, mm. right? And then after that, um, I came here. Now I'm working with Merrill Lynch. And working with Merrill Lynch, honestly, is helping you know, in the financial aspect of retirement and things like that. So it's mm. every single place that I've been, you know, God has strategically placed me. Mm. And I don't see that until I actually stop and take a look back. So, I mean, for me, you know, I guess my main testimony, you know, of coming to Christ was when I uh, went to a youth convention. And I remember the, the pastor, I forget his name, but I know he passed away, but... Um, he was, giving a, he was giving a speech and everything, and, you know, the sermon was fire, and, you know, I just felt like something tugging at my heart. And I remember going up for the altar call, mm. and I was crying my eyes out. I was just crying, bawling, and I was sitting there by myself. And then I remember I heard in the background, like, just in my head kind of thing, someone whisper, like, I love you. Mm. I'll never leave you. Mm. Right? And I'll always be here. Mm. Right? That was in my head. That was in my head. That's not even the crazy part. The crazy part was when someone random came up to me. I, don't, I didn't open my eyes. They just came behind me, put their hand on my back, and said, hey, I just want to tell you something that God's told me to tell you. He's telling me to tell you that he loves you, that he'll never leave you. <laughs> Literally, word for word, word for word. And I was like, there's no way. From that moment on, I knew God was real. Come on. Because there's no way, something in my head that no one else could hear. That this person come and speak it word for word. Mm. Man, I got goosebumps. Listen, mm. Mm. so ever since that, like I'm like, there's that's been that's been what's kept me grounded and centered, and um, mm. and I'm not saying like I'm perfect because I'll be making mistakes daily. I made mistakes yesterday, you know, but um, it's just God's always there for me, you know. Mm. And uh, I remember Pastor Johnny was saying that your testimony, like even when you think you're running away from God, God's gonna use that, come you on. know. So, honestly, when this whole, I don't know, maybe we'll call this episode stories or something like that, but the thing is, when it comes to the story, you know, God is going to use it for his glory, bars, mm. you know? Mm. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, that's, that's another thing. Like, that's why, you know, I want to chop it up with you, you know, get your side, you know, and um, just learn from each other because definitely, you know, in this aspect of telling your story, you know, we're becoming better men, we're becoming better kings, Absolutely. you know, and that'll feed off into relationships, that'll feed off into not just relationship with significant others, but with other brothers, you know, other people, work aspect, you know, all of that, so um, that's that's what I love about this podcast, you know, and then and just being able to, you know, talk, you know, which is great, yeah. so um, I will say you said the word testimony, and I was reminded a couple of years ago, I heard a quote. Don't ask me who it's by. I can't remember. <laughs> you can't have a testimony without a test. Mm. Come on. I'm going to say that again. Come on. You can't have a testimony 
without a test. Come mm. on. What did uh what did Paul say? I count I count every um was it I count I count every trial as it's basically it basically sums it up this way. I count every trial I, I look at every trial as a blessing because mm. I know it's gonna mm-hmm. I know through perseverance it's mm-hmm. gonna build faith. Right. And right. and that's bro, it's just knowing that, like keeping that scripture with you and, and as you face giants, bro, and I talked mm-hmm. about this a couple weeks ago too, as you face giants, like so when David killed um Goliath, right? And Saul's like, no, you can't do this. David's like, I killed a bear. Mm-hmm. I killed a tiger. Or mm-hmm. I killed a lion. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I pulled the, I cut their heads off. I pulled, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I pulled my sheep from their mouth, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that was just him reminding himself of these past victories, mm-hmm. right? And at the end of, at the end of the David and Goliath story, um, it's, it's a small detail, but a lot of people go past it. It's like, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's like, David took Goliath's weapons mm-hmm. into the tent with him. Right. Mm-hmm. Like to always keep, and I read a commentary on it. Um, one of the the scholars believed that David also took the paw of a tiger, or the mm-hmm. paw of a lion, and mm-hmm. the paw of a bear, and kept right. it in his tent as well, mm. as like a mental trophy case, like right. a mental reminder of look, look what my God did for me, even mm-hmm. in these these adverse situations that I'm facing, bro. So like, I really like what you said. You can always look back right. and be like, look where he was faithful. Right. Look where he showed up, bro. So, so, I just, for, so let me let me ask you this. What are some of your, I guess, trophies in a sense that remind mm-hmm. you of what God has done in your life? Mm-hmm. And I guess they don't have to be literal trophies, but yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, what are those moments? Those moments, yeah. Know, those, those, the key moments, I could say. Those bear slam moments, yeah. those lion slam moments. Yeah, bro, I love that question, man. So like, this is the thought that always sticks with me. Is so I have like my my three sisters. So there's four of us all together, bro, and um. Mm-hmm. All four of us were always taken care of. Like mm-hmm. we were split up. We were in different homes. We mm-hmm. we never made it to the foster care system. Mm-hmm. All of my sister, one of my sisters, an Atlanta cop. She's gonna be a detective soon. Um, oh. Another one is she works for Fridays. She's like she runs like a few of the restaurants. And another one's going to school right now. She's about to get married. She's going to school to be a teacher. Nice. So like, dude, all of us, we could have all ended up on like drugs or like addicted like one of us in the streets like one of us and like mm-hmm. my sister my one sister got pregnant when she was 16 years old and dropped out of high school and now she's an Atlanta detective you mm-hmm. know what I mean so like mm-hmm. bro I just always look back at his provision and how his his hands were just always on my family and like mm-hmm. I'm like God why didn't I grow up without a father bro when he hit me he goes I was your father mm-hmm. I raised you mm-hmm. I took care of you mm-hmm. like like come on like that's and bro that just builds my faith man and just like you're right you did mm-hmm. like when I look back you did there was always that provision there like there was when always that back. protection yes like, Overall, yes yes and it's just like a hedge of protection bro and i just yeah. bro every time i just it wrecks me what mm. about you guys you guys got any trophies you got what you got Charlie. For, for me and this is another bombshell which is, i guess a part of my t- testimony in a sense mm. um i remember looking back when me and my family were homeless which mm. is I guess I don't really tell people this much, but there was a time where we were in between houses. The house we were supposed to move into wasn't ready, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to live in a hotel for like a month. It was crazy. And um, it was a suite, but still there wasn't much room. There's four of us, and we're all packed in this hotel room. Like, it just, it was not ideal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it's crazy because when I, when I look back at that moment, I don't tell, like, I don't think most people know this. So this is like the first time I'm really telling people, but like, I was miserable. And that was when I first started going to life groups, right? And, you know, I met Pastor Johnny and, you know, and uh, I met some other people from Fountain. So, you know, I feel I always tell people that life groups kind of really saved my life because, uh, I don't know, I was, 
still going to work, but I was living in a hotel, and I didn't tell people, and I felt ashamed, you know, like, I'm in a hotel, like, we should be in a house, you know, living life, and, you know, and it's just, it's crazy. Mm. But that moment, you know, I'll be honest, living in that hotel room was some of the closest moments that I've had with my family. Mm. Living in that hotel room was some of the most growth I, I remember in my faith, you know, because I'm like, you know what, I'm going to trust God in this, you know, and I'm not going to lie, like, every day was not easy, right? But I also bought my first car when I was living in the hotel room. Right, so I used to drive a '96 Camry. Still love that car, but R.I.P. But um, what I, I used to call it Tachaka, you know, because it was a big old black car, you know. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I bought I bought I bought my car, my first car, and mind you, I shouldn't have even afforded this car. Like it's a, it was a nice car, you know, and um, to buy when I'm homeless. Right, and for some, I don't even know because I think you're supposed to have like a residence, you're supposed to put a residence down or something for like your credit check yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm living in the hotel, like yeah. I was like, All right, let's do this. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I walk in, I walk out with the new car, and then you know, the Lord has blessed me since then. Mm. And you know, and that's that's that honestly is probably one of my top trophy moments, you know, where mm. I say, Look what God did when I was homeless, mm. you know, look and look how far He's brought me, you know. Mm. So, mm. jiggle. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have anything deep like that. <laughs> but, trophies right. don't got to be deep, bro. Yeah, trophies are just supposed to be reminders. Yeah, true. That's it, man. Very true. Um, one thing that does come to mind, so after I graduated high school, I wrote a question, all right, God, what do you got in store for me? I'm like, I don't like school, but mom gave me options of you get a job or you go to school or you got to move out. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, I don't want to go to college, but I applied, got accepted. I'm like, but I don't want to go to college. So I got a job. I'm like, but I don't want to work a low-paying, dead-end job forever. Mm-hmm. So a couple of years later, I'm like, all right, God. So someone just came up to me and said, I'm starting this program for ministry. I said, okay, let me try it out. Okay, like that class, try another one try another one so move forward to probably about a month ago not even and the guy that had approached me reached out to me now remind you this is back in 2015 he approached me mm-hmm. and I started that class he called me probably about four weeks ago now and said hey just wanted to get an address find out where I can send stuff to but congratulations you finished your whole program ah, and I'm like let's go God I don't know what you're doing but sometimes you gotta laugh at what God's got planned because right? and and even like he, he's working when when you don't even you're not even praying for the like you don't even have the faith to pray for it no. and, and he's still yeah. doing it and it's yeah, just it's right? just wild like he's still working it and it's just mm-hmm. like look how faithful you are right. like even when you try to run from yeah what you know God's calling you to? Yeah. Oh. oh, man. And it's, that's, that's so funny because, like, exactly what we're talking about right now in our mm. message, our yeah. message series, oh, yeah. man, just just running from God and running from that call, man. Because so, it's, it's like, what do you what do you guys think? Let me let me turn this, mm-hmm. turn the question on the host real quick. Oh. What do you guys, what do you guys think, like, some motivations from run, or, like, some motivations to run from God are? Like, what, like, in your life, like, what do you think some reasons are that you, you kind of run from that calling? Oh. You asking good questions. I'm the host here, bro. You can't be asking these questions. I ain't ready for that. <laughs> oh goodness. 
Uh, let's take the steering wheel, guys. Yeah, yeah, right. Literally, just. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness. Um, Yeah, ask the question one more time. So, like, what do you what do you think some of some of the reasons why you run away from the call of God on your life? Mm. Like, even even we're like we're sitting here, we're talking about these trophies that Mm -hmm. we remember. Like, why do we remember these trophies and still run away? Mm. Like, what do you guys think some of the reasons? Like, maybe personally, like why you think you run? I think it's just the natural heart of man just wanting to. Mm be self-sufficient thinking we can do it by ourselves pride you know mm. pride gets into it so it's like oh i can do this by myself you know and uh thinking you can conquer anything thinking you can uh what does it say pride goes before a fall you know mm. and uh that's i think that's the main reason why me personally like when i was out there wilding doing my crazy things which i didn't go into but another time but um <laughs> yeah man i think the main thing for me at least was pride thinking I could handle everything, I could take on everything. And uh, you get to a point where you just kind of have to, you just lift your hands up and you say, I can't do this, mm. you know? And uh, what's crazy and what's, what's amazing and what I love about God is that even when you're running away, he's still right there with you. Mm. He's keeping up with you, you know? It's like, hey, I'm still waiting for you to come back, you know, to turn around and do a 180, so. Only thing I can add to that would be too often we look at ourselves and say we're not equipped or not qualified to deal with a certain situation or a certain calling and we use that as a way out or an excuse just to like you said run away mm-hmm. when really we know inside that God's called us and equipped us for each situation but again we use that as an excuse of, oh, God, you have Johnny more equipped so he can handle something like this. Mm-hmm. No. Mm. He gave it to Emmanuel because Emmanuel's going to be equipped and qualified. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's good because I think every battle is equipping us for the next battle. Like, that's, that, that's, just, that's just what it is, man. Like, we're, life's a fight. Like, mm. and, and, think you guys know life doesn't really fight fair at all man so um no it does not uh uh-uh man so i think like he's like you said man he's just preparing us through those trials Mm -hmm. and um preparing our future selves and that's what i kind of look at too because like i look at the like my own personal growth and the person i was even two years ago compared to you know what i am now and like i'm not boasting in me at all it's boasting in the lord and Mm -hmm. like how he's changed my desires and like i'm not saying i got it figured out by any means like i'm furthest from the one saying i got it figured out but um like i guess one of the things that kind of like a little bit what josh said like you don't feel equipped for it or maybe you don't feel worthy for the calling that you that you're put on and then like it's just it's just crazy because like there's a separation like it's paul talks about how he he knows the right thing to do Mm -hmm. but he can't do the right thing and like he loves like the good or he, he like loves the good but he can't do the good mm. if that makes sense so like it's like it's literally like a war between our flesh and our spirit right, right. and like what like our spirits we know what we want to do we want to worship god we want to mm-hmm. be in his presence mm-hmm. but then there's those fleshly desires and right. those things that that kind of pull us away from him mm-hmm. and it's just a constant war oh. and it's just a constant battle mm-hmm. and that's what um i don't know i guess the season that i'm in right now that's kind of what i'm dealing with a little bit you know okay. what i mean like just a constant knowing what God called you to do and then actually living it out. You know what I mean? So, Yeah, man, for me, it's uh, this season has been crazy because it's all about stepping out of the boat. 
you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. once again, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Michael Todd, Crazy Faith. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't gotten the book yet, go get the book because it'll change your life. So right? good. Um, and he's not paying us to promote. I mean, he's not paying me. I'll tell you right now. Um, but if he wants to, no, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> no, but for real though, there's one. I'm telling. I told you this is my favorite chapter. It's chapter five yep. about wavy faith stepping mm-hmm. out of the boat. And it's a portion where he talks about how uh, he calls out to Peter, right? But Peter's like, if it's you, if it's really you, Lord, tell me to come, right? Jesus says, come. He doesn't say, come, Peter. He says, come. Mind you, there's 11 other people in the boat, not just Peter. Mm. They all could have been walking on water that day. But it was just Peter who decided to take a step out of faith. Mm. And the crazy, you know, the storm and the waves and stuff. And I love the fact that he says that Peter being in the waves, in the wavy faith, stepping out towards Jesus and the calling is a safer place than being in the boat. Mm. So in this in this season, mm-hmm. that's why I feel like my calling is right. So even just bringing back this podcast, because people have been asking, like, yo, when are you coming back with the podcast? What are you and, I've been, and for two years, I'm, I apologize to my listeners, for two years, I did nothing. Right? There was a lot of stuff going on in my life. You know, my cousin passed. You know, it really kind of messed me up. You know, but... In this season, God has brought me back to bring back the podcast, to start writing poetry, to write the book, you know? So I'm stepping out in crazy faith. I'm stepping out of the boat, you know, into the wavy faith, you know, trusting them in all things, right? So that's, but also I just want to, I just want to, you know, tell you, Johnny, right, that the growth I've seen in you, just from afar, right? I know we haven't really chopped it up much, but just from afar, from a distance, from when we started Trenton to now, tremendous. Night Tremendous. Day, I'll tell you that right now. Right? So, I mean, if you guys ever get the chance to meet Mr. Johnny Applegate, phenomenal. Guys, you're going to be disappointed, so please don't let them hype me up this much. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we all about hyping up the brothers. We kings out here. Don't, don't, don't settle for that. We kings, all right? So. Bro, I, I really appreciate those words of encouragement, man. That's, yeah. I, I thank you, man. I appreciate no, no it. No problem, man. So, I'm going to shift it now. Okay. okay? We, we kind of got all the deep stuff out of the way. Yeah, 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 deep, yeah. Let's have a little bit of fun. Right, yeah. Fun. Let's have a little bit of fun, right? So... Goodness, I didn't know where I was going with this. I really, I, didn't, I really just said let's shift it. I had, I had nothing planned. Um, Sorry, the, the GPS is rerouting. Right, right. right. Hold, on, hold, on, hold on, give it a minute. I took the car back, and now we don't know where we're going. <laughs> Yo, all right. So let's see. So I guess you know it's, it's church flirt. You know we gotta talk about relationships, and you know get, let's give me like one funny dating story that you, if you got one. Let's go around the room because you know, because I mean, first of all, you know, I got a whole bunch of them. And if you go back to the first season of Church Flirt, you'll 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 probably hear some of them. But uh, yeah, let's let's do that. Let's talk about one funny like date story. All right, you go first. I got. Nah, I'm gonna go this. first. I'm the host. You got to right. think about this. <laughs> all right, so let's see. Okay, so it was one time I was talking to a girl. You know, things were going great. I asked her on the date. She said, "Yeah, let's go out." Right now, I don't know what it is about me, like. I'm just a nice guy, so I, you know, I'm out here doing the most, right? Which is probably not a good thing. So, but like, this girl, she was about three hours away. So I was in Jersey, but she was back home in my hometown, upstate New York. I was like, all right, listen, no problem. You know, I got the car, I'll pull up, pick you up, you know, we'll go out on a nice date, you know, make reservations, all that, right? So, you know, got everything situated. I drove three hours, all right? I was ready. Call her and say, hey, you know, let me know when you're ready. I'll come pick you up. Crickets. Crickets. 
And looking back on it, it's funny because first of all, who's driving three hours for a date? <laughs> Mind you, like it's me. So obviously, if you know me, like I'm a hopeless romantic, so I'm a sap. So like I'll do whatever. That's but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so drove three hours, crickets. So ended up just going out to eat with my friends, and uh, yeah, it's a waste of three hours and <laughs> yeah, gas and yeah. But uh, gas and everything. But that's life, you know. You know. So it happens, man. Oh. It happens. Man, if I can tell you all the stories about the rejections, I, I might one day. Maybe one day we'll just have an episode about rejection and uh, just those funny stories. Some of them are all funny. Some of them are sad, but, yeah. We can laugh at them now. <laughs> we can laugh at them now. That's, we can laugh at them That's, that's, that's the great part. <laughs> we can laugh now, right? <laughs> oh, goodness. Nah, but honestly, like, I'm just, I'll never forget, like, I think, I don't even know if it was, someone said this, but I remember rejection was God's protection. So, mm. listen, I might have dodged a bullet there. You know, nothing against this girl. You know, I pray God's blessing over her. But, you know, and uh, all the other rejections I had, but still. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been fun. I ain't going to lie. It's been fun <laughs> just looking back. But anyway, that was my, that was my funny story. But. <laughs> I heard this um, thing. God has three answers to your prayers. Yes. No, I have something better. Mm-hmm. And not yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything that, that, you know, we get our hopes up for. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to go. We're supposed to pray about everything. You know, mm-hmm. ask for what mm-hmm. we want. But. You know, when we get our hopes up, it's like, dang, God, what's going on? You know, right. sometimes it's just like, you, you don't even know what I got for you yet. Right. Like, like I, I know you guys talked about it on the last podcast. Um, I think Josh brought it up to David. And it's just like, David's married now. And mm-hmm. you talked about, you know, how he's married to his best friend and um, mm-hmm. how they've been together for, you know, however long. And how, like, it just blows every other relationship that he ever had out mm-hmm. of the water. Like, mm-hmm. and... and you don't even realize what's being formed, but like God's like, hold on, I created you. I know what right. you want. I know what you need. Like I know it's good for you. I got a story though. I guess yeah, it's, yeah, go ahead. It's kind of, I guess. It's, can I say jerky on a oh, church gosh. podcast? I guess. I don't know. Is it jerky because you were a jerk? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, I was gosh. a jerk. Yeah. Tell um, us now. <laughs> yeah, it was my it was my young days though, so don't don't hold too much against me. So I w- was I went out with this girl. I took her out on a date, and um, I thought that I was a little like player, mm-hmm. player, player back in the day, okay. and um, so I I. It was like, I'm trying to, like, impress her. I'm, like, trying to, like, you know, get in there. And I'm, like, all right, cool. So, like, we go out to eat at Buffalo Wild Wings. And um, I take her there. And I, like, take a video of her. Like, you know, to show her, like, oh, I'm serious. Like, so, like, I took a picture of her, like, a video of her um, across from me. And I, like, put, put it on my Snapchat story. Mm-hmm. But I put it to where only she could see it. So no one else could see it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, it was, like, a private story. Mm-hmm. And I might be snitching myself out. But, listen, this isn't me anymore, okay? <laughs> this was the old me. Um... <laughs> I took a picture of her, or the video of her, and I put it on there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, when she sees this, she's going to be so hyped. Like, oh, look, he's only talking to me. Like, mm-hmm. he's showing me off. And, dude, it showed up on the story that it was only for her. Like, that it was a private story oh. and that it didn't go to her, and it just made the entire night so awkward. Yes. And I was like, yes. just caught. So um, <laughs> if you're listening out there and you're young, just <laughs> probably don't do anything like that. Oh, gosh. Um, wasn't funny for me at the yeah, time, but yeah. probably not for her either. <laughs> looking back, though. <laughs> looking back, it was wow. one of the stupidest things I did. Oh, man. How about you, Jekyll? Um, I look back and it was funny now. I was heated in the moment. So, it wasn't supposed to be a date. I actually got set up oh. on a double date. Oh. <laughs> I think Don't Ina's you know, a story. story. <laughs> I did. Uh-oh. But, oh, good. <laughs> You just walked into it, you weren't expecting a date. So, I'm gonna just start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I was supposed to just go chill with a friend. Mm-hmm. Not going to put the person on blast. <laughs> hey, they know who they are. Hey. If you're listening, we can turn the mics off. You can, you can let me know after. <laughs> I was supposed to just hang with him and somebody he was talking to ended up showing up and there was a whole rule of they had to have a female friend I'm like y'all setting us up on a double date I'm like <laughs> he's like nah nah man you good you good this guy ended up taking us to the movies him and his girl he picked out four seats so it was him and his girl me and this other chick and I'm like Bro, we definitely on a double D right now. There's no other way around. The other girl just got up, left before the movie even started. I'm like, bro, if it wasn't awkward before, now I'm sitting here with you and your girl. It's third wheel in it. All because this chick up and left. Because I came to a date I didn't even agree to. <laughs> like, I didn't even know it was a date about right, this chick. Right. Oh, man. In my defense. That's so awkward, bro. Apparently, yeah. I had enough game back then that. Could have made it work. I ended up going out with that other chick. Okay, J. Cole. Yeah, and I lasted a couple years. Dang. Yo. <laughs> so, wait, it went from a date that wasn't planned to you dating her for a couple years. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Josh Cole. <laughs> but okay. that's why I look back and laugh at it now. Because mm. I'm like, I you set me up, but who really got set up in the end? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, my game was strong. All right, all right. Good stuff. I'm gonna throw a question out to both of you. Okay. Text E earlier, just so I won't forget. Mm-hmm. What's your thought on? If a female approaches you because she has interests. Well, so instead of a guy having to make the first move all the time, mm-hmm. if a woman has interest mm. and she knows she's interested, what's your take on her making the first move? Let me ask this real quick. Has a female approached you and shot her shot at you? Let's start with that and then answer the other question. You want to start it off, Father? Oh, well, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, uh, one time, um, yeah, she said, let's go out and get some food. And, mm. of course, me and my stupid self, I really thought it was just getting food, so I had no idea. And it wasn't until, like, after I realized, oh, wow, this was her shooting her shot at me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, at the end, I wasn't really feeling it. We're still good friends today, but it's just... Uh, I didn't realize, like, I guess I'm really blind to that stuff. It's just really sad. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've had it happen before. I like it, dude, honestly. So, like, it takes a lot of pressure off of you. Oh, like, for sure. You're like, all right, wait, I don't have to go and make an awkward conversation right. with you. You'll do mm-hmm. it with me. Oh, cool. All right. 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 <laughs> like, I'll take that. Like, seriously, I'll take that. I don't know, like, do you guys like it, though? Because, like, as, oh. men, as men, though, like, we're hunters, bro. Oh, for like, sure. Like, if, if, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but have you ever had a girl that was just, like, too much and you're like eh, I don't know if I can like you oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. just she just like does like too much yeah and, like you, like you know she has a thing for you and yes. you're like yes. oh yes. goodness she's pursuing yes. it hard yeah that's when I'm like okay like if, if I have interest in a girl and she pursues me bro I'm like wait jackpot right like, right pinch myself right. <laughs> my, my breathing like, right right <laughs> oh goodness sometimes you just get tired I ain't gonna yeah. lie like boo. Been hunting for what? How old am I now? 31? 31. Yeah, old. 
31 years of my life, I've been hunting. No, we stopped. <laughs> 31. <laughs> Came out the womb hunting. <laughs> nah, but, no, nah, sometimes we just get tired. But, like, it gets, see, for me, in this season, I will say I've stopped actively looking, mm-hmm. you know? And because I know when it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm just sitting there in my house waiting for someone to come approach me. Yeah, knock on your door. Yeah. I mean, I'm, just, I'm still, you know, asking, you know, I'm still like, hey, you want to go out and get something to eat, you know, mm-hmm. this and that, you know, but it's, it's supposed to be natural and it's supposed to be easy, you know? Like, mm-hmm. when it's for you, it's for you. And, mm-hmm. You know, God will line everything up so it's just nice and smooth. So I'm, I'm, I've gotten to a point, especially in this six years of singleness and trying to search for what, you know, God has for me. It's, uh, it's just recently I've been like, you know what? I'm good. Mm. I'm good. Because I ain't gonna lie, I was out there. I was out there hunting, bro. Mm. I was and miss. I was shooting my shot and missing. Mm. You know that one meme where it's uh, it was Nick Young, he shoots mm-hmm. the shot, turns around, he's like, yeah. I made it. And he just <sighs> just nothing. It, yeah, like, nothing. First of all, I'm not even hitting the rim. I'm just literally just airballing <laughs> straight. <so. laughs> nah, but you know, when when the time is right, you know, I know God's gonna be like, honestly, I think my time of sickness is coming to an end soon, okay. but that's just me speaking it in faith. Mm. And, um, I'm just, I'm trusting yeah. God. I'm trusting God in that. It's only crazy till it happens. It's only crazy till it happens. Yeah, come right? on. Come listen. On. Mike, shout out Michael Todd. Listen, once again, listen, I ain't gonna lie. Like, we, 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 we boosted Michael Todd a little too much. He might, <laughs> he might come <laughs> after us. This <laughs> right. Oh, this thing promoting. Yeah. No, no, nah, it's for real though. Yeah. Like, even just uh, this podcast, once again, like, this is just, I'm sure I've said it before, it's been born out of rejection, you know? Yeah. Born out of, you know, me pursuing somebody and, you know, supposed to be my co-host. If you heard the trailer, I'm supposed to have a co-host who's a female, but, like, it, uh, it didn't work out. But, you know, she's, she's married now, you know, and I, she's, she's happy, so I'm praying God's blessing over her. And uh, I've just seen God move. So I'm, I'm thankful for where he's brought me. I'm thankful for where he's taken me. And, uh, yeah. yeah, man. I'll just add that. If you can pray over the ones not just your spouse of the future but mm-hmm. your exes mm-hmm. females mm-hmm. you've talked to in the past right pray blessings oh, over them sure. that speaks volume not only to your character but to your person overall and the thing is too it's just free i don't know maybe it's just me because you know i just i ain't gonna lie there was some points where i was bitter you know but at some point you know the crazy is we're not trying to get bitter we're trying to get better you know so honestly I, f- I find myself praying over them, you know, and it's just, uh, it just, it just frees you because you don't got that weight, you know, when you're upset about something, like re- somebody rejection you or like, you know, something that didn't work out, like it just drags you down, you know? And that's, that's the thing. We, we chain ourselves to it. Yes. And that's what I, that's what I think a lot of it is. And, and, and when we force our will over mm-hmm. God's will, mm-hmm. we keep those chains on us. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're like, God's like, give it to me. And you're like, God, take this. My heart's heavy. But he's mm-hmm. like, man, I'm trying to take it. You, right. won't, you won't give it to me. Right. You, know, you keep praying for this thing that, you know, maybe it's not, maybe I'm telling you it's not for you. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like, dude, that's even something I had to deal with in my like own personal journey and not to get like too, I guess I don't want to get too into it. Um, but Do it. No, like my last, like, <laughs> Like, my last relationship, bro, like, I thought, like, that was, like, it, bro. Like, mm-hmm. that was it. Like, dude, like, I'm getting hitched. Like, I'm going to get married. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. God has it, you know, figured out. And, like, he does have it figured out, mm-hmm. you know, just not in the way that I had it figured right. out, right? So right. you can't you can't chain yourself to that. And um, sorry for getting a little bit too vulnerable here. No, you can't. You can't. For bro. We got to. <laughs> like, you can't chain yourself to that, bro, because, like, if you, you, you're just going to find yourself just 
hurting over and over and mm. over and mm. over again. You know what I mean? When God calls us to give it to him, you know, we're really supposed to, to get your will be done, you know, right. not my will. And I'm not going to lie, bro. Sometimes it's hard to accept his will. Oh, like, I don't sure. know if you guys ever been there, man. Oh, yeah, sure. Sometimes it's hard. Like, it's tough, man. Hmm. Bro, dating's tough. Dating is very tough. And I was, you know, wondering about, like, people who are actually dating, like, who are in a relationship. That's tough in itself. But it's also tough just for, this is kind of like why I kind of want to make the podcast, you know, like, for the single brothers and the single sisters out here. Because we are in the trenches, mm-hmm. right? And we don't know what we're doing. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what they're doing. But it's only by the grace of God. That, you know, in the single this season, everyone's like, oh, in your single season, you're supposed to thrive and this and that. I'm trying. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that was one of the key points of to why I wanted to make this podcast, mm. you know? But I think especially in this generation, dating is hard. Oh, for sure. Like, because, like, no one takes anything serious anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, and the first sign of trouble, everyone's out. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. a, a big thing, too, is, like, there's not a lot of loyalty, like, mm-hmm. And I think our generation has like a big problem with, and this isn't this is dating outside the church. We mm-hmm. even we even start, yeah, we, we even crack dating in the church. Yeah, that's true. But that's what it's about. Yeah, you yeah. Know? He said, "Forget that." Yeah, bro, forget <laughs> that. Um, no, but yeah, like dating, bro. I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot of like nowadays. It's like everyone shows their love like through like physical affection, yes. bro. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, and that's what. And, and David said this last week, bro, and I loved it when he said this because he's like. Um, when you first get to know someone, like you got to become best friends with oh, them for first. Sure. Like for sure. And and even in my own like my BC days before mm-hmm. you know like I'm I'm and you know before I, BC before Christ yeah before Christ <laughs> days my before Christ days dating bro it's like that's how you show that you liked a person the affection right. part mm-hmm. of it you know mm-hmm. what I mean and like and and then like once the affection wears off now you're stuck with this person and you're like mm-hmm. I didn't really want to be here but right. it's like now I'm stuck in it because. Yeah. Because like it's gotten physical, or it's gotten mm-hmm. to this point where mm-hmm. like it's it's just it's it's very hard to date right now, oh, bro. Sure. Like for like sure. this this generation, man. Like yeah. it's it's tough. And that's him being twenty five. Like I'm thirty one. I was seeing the same things. Like yeah. and I can't. That's a thirty five. My God. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey. hey. <laughs> How long have you been doing this podcast for? <laughs> oh gosh. Oh no. But no, I remember that even when I was. Uh, Dated my ex-girlfriend who was also married and she has two beautiful kids and I pray for God's blessing over them. But um yeah, I remember like just from my personal standpoint, I was like, okay, I'm gonna work all day and then I'll come see you. Like I'm driving like two hours, you know. Yeah. Like for me personally, I was like, that's love. Like, you know, I'm driving the two hours to come see you after a full day at work, like seven to seven, and then driving an extra two hours to come see you, and then I gotta drive home to go to work the next day. But like I don't know. I guess it's just different for everybody, and, yeah. and you know it. And I can't say because maybe. I don't know. Well, come on, be real. Come well, on. No, I don't want to put her on blast. I'm not saying it's no, her no, because no, no. I mean, from her standpoint, you know, I think I think that's where like love languages come into play. <laughs> you know, because don't mm. start me on love language. Listen, I'm, I'm just saying. What, are, what, what is this, five of them, right? Yeah. yeah. And mm. to be honest, I don't know all of them, but I know mine's are words of affirmation, and uh, I don't know what my other one was. You got yeah. acts of service. Mm-hmm. Acts of service. Yeah. Words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Physical, physical touch. touch, physical touch, and was it quality time? Quality yeah. time, yeah. yeah. And the thing is too, like everyone's so quick to say, "Oh, physical touch, physical touch." That's my, that's my effort. No, nah, man. Like I feel like in this day and age, like that's what everyone flocks to because that, you know, gives instant gratification. Oh, come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, like when you really take your time, right? Like for me, I think it's phys- like I thought it was physical touch, and then I actually took the test, and I actually was like, "Wow, it's actually not. It's actually words of affirmation and acts of service, right? Mm. Like." And uh, I don't know. That's just something you just you gotta learn. You know, is 
what if we're getting in our own way? Like, what if, what if like, I think this generation's, like, so, dude, and again, like, you, you guys talked about it last podcast, how, like, social media right now, it's designed mm-hmm. to not show genuineness. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. So, for like, sure. we, a lot of us don't even know what we like. That's true. Like, we like being touched Trends. because we like being touched. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Like, we don't really know. We, our, our love language might be acts of service, but mm-hmm. we're so selfish and we're yeah. so in our own way right. that, like, it takes, like, habits to mm-hmm. build that. Like, mm-hmm. to, to stop being selfish right. and, and think of your partner before, mm-hmm. you know, you think of yourself. Like, that's true. Dude, I think that's even something I'm dealing with, um, too. Like, as, as I'm on this journey, like, that's that's God revealing to us, like, in these seasons, you know, mm-hmm. how to be better partners, I think, right, too, right. in the future. So, like, I think he's going to dig some stuff out of us that's not oh, supposed sure. to be there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, like, I think that, like, that part of that selfish spirit, bro, like, a lot of our generation, like, people our age right now, it's like, there's a lot of selfishness, you know? Oh, so, sure. like, yeah. and it, it kind of flows into our relationships, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's tough. You know, that's why God gives grace, you know, like, because mm. it's a, it's a daily dying to oneself, you know, and, uh, mm. just from, from what I've learned from seeing my parents' relationships and, you know, other people, a lot of, you know, healthy Christian relationships, it's a lot of sacrifice. And that's the thing, like, I feel like in today's day and age, a lot of people don't sacrifice. They don't want to sacrifice. Mm-mm. They're self-serving. Like you are saying, they're selfish, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, that's, it's hard to find. It's rare to find that, but, mm. Uh, that's what we're here. We're here to bring it to the light and talk about it. Yeah, so. yeah. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Father E, back with another verses, where you know I give you the verse of the day and then also a hot verse from a hot song. So uh, today's verse of the day is coming from Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so you may know how to answer everyone. So pretty much have meaningful conversations. Don't be afraid to talk with your friends, you know. Uh, don't be afraid to talk to God, in a sense. Uh, God's always there listening. So just have those meaningful conversations and just cast your cares on him. Uh, today's song, today's verse is from The One Where I Talk to God by Marty, Andy Minio, and Tree Giants. Here's a little snippet. I'm really not the good, but I heard everybody with a Yeah, definitely a bop. Definitely check it out. Um, But once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Church Flirt. Until next time, stay blessed. All right, so we're just coming back here real quick. And I'm sorry, everybody, because we were literally about to pack everything up. But we had to come back to this. Apparently, Mr. Applegate does not like cheesecake. And I want to know. No, I want to (laughs) know. How you don't like cheesecake? Why don't you? Why do you not like cheesecake? Um, so I don't like cheese on my cake. <laughs> That's oh my gosh! Wow, wow! I just don't think cheese should go on cake. You know, oh it's goodness. just like it's not a great combo in my eyes. Lies. And listen, I'm gonna be honest. Um, Father E's being a little bit modest here. We had everything packed up. Okay? <laughs> yeah, listen. we didn't. We didn't. We didn't start to pack everything up. Okay. <laughs> Josh had everything packed up, wires folded, Listen, you know, rolled you're, up. You're, you're digressing from the situation. That doesn't matter. <laughs> it's for the, we, we do it for the people because they ask for the content. <laughs> cheesecake is amazing. Oh, cheesecake is. is one of God's gifts to man. That's all I'm going to say. I beg to differ. You beg to differ. What, kind, what dessert do you like, Josh? He's bougie. Yeah, you too fancy for that. He's very bougie. Flan. What, what, flan. Oh, flan. Oh, nice flan. Okay. Flan. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I'm kidding. Flan. We're in Trenton, all right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say this. I do. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true, actually. Yeah, so he, he actually. Yeah. 
We're uncultured. We guys. uncultured. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh goodness. Um, but yeah, so cheesecake. When I take a bite of cake, I shouldn't taste cheese. I don't taste cheese. cheese. There's no cheese though. I don't know. Isn't it like cream cheese? Yeah, but cream cheese is different than actual cheese. I don't know. It just. Am I eating like a bagel? Oh my gosh. With all that cream cheese on it? I don't know. (sighs) I don't don't, don't know. So, um, this, guys, just just give you a little heads up. This all started from a Facebook post that I shared. Um, We have a bunch of people within the church outraged about me not liking cheesecake. As we should be. Um, So, I got offered a bunch of free dinners to Cheesecake Factory. So, I think I'm going to just capitalize on all of them. Like, all of them. Almost. Most definitely. (laughs) Oh, which brings us to our next uh, segment. Uh, Good places to go on dates. Cheesecake Factory. Not a bad place. You know, just, you know. Unless you don't like cheesecake. You don't don't have to just get cheesecake. (laughs) They have other stuff. (laughs) But anyway, no, I appreciate you uh, (laughs) re-hooking everything up. Because we really were actually almost packed up. But this is just for the special... uh, Church for, you know, after after listeners. I don't know. We'll probably edit that part out too. But, you know, still, thank you, and good night. Cheesecake is amazing. Cheesecake sucks. No, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>